welcome to Out of Tim, a time travel podcast with your hosts, Tim Fulton and William Mount. All right, here we are with another episode of Out of Tim, the not the final episode about Back to the Future, but we are reviewing the final film installment film installment yeah. of back to the future back to the future part three uh i just noticed here that there's a back to the future part three video game i have only <laughs> played the video game that is not based within the episodes right there are actually five back to the future video games all right coming at you uh, <laughs> we won't review all of them uh they all exist on i believe both Wii and mobile phone okay but the company, which you... Telltale, yeah. They, yeah, you, they closed down. I think they took them off of... Let me see if I can get it on my iPhone still. But I think they took them off of Steam. Yeah. Uh, I know I downloaded all of them at one point. So it's smart. Theoretically, I should be able to... <laughs> they're not on my phone right now. I know they're not distracting me during my smoke breaks. Right. Um, so proud to say I did rewatch Back to the Future Part 3 while doing laundry. So I have... It's, it's fresh in my mind. Uh... I believe just from the outset, it's important to point out that I don't, I think this is like the least good of the films. Yes, but I still enjoy it a whole lot. And yes. I, I think the older I get the, and the more I watch this one, I like it. Well, it does have more adult themes. It does. So there you go. Maybe that's why, <laughs> that's why you appreciate it more. Somehow, as a, as a child, you don't appreciate love. Right. You know, that could be a good point. Or the power of it. <laughs> or Mary Steenburgen. Or Mary Steenburgen. Because the older I've gotten, the more hey. I've been into Mary Steenburgen. I'm still a Leah Thompson guy. I actually no, I thought it. about that after the movie last night. I was like, mm, Mary fuck hell. Uh, and I don't know who the third, who would the third be? Jessica. The first Jennifer? Or yeah, sorry, Jennifer. Jesus. I've oh, been out yeah. of it. Jennifer, yeah. Yeah. So Back to the Future Part Three, it very quickly it's one of those films that does that I believe because it was made at the same time as Back to the Future Two, but released a full year later. Um, remember there's a gap of like five years between yeah. the first film and the second film. This film assumes you've seen at least back to the future part two right because it very quickly jumps back into hey here's what happened at the end of the last film let's go yeah um uh it doesn't recount that western union had come to reveal that doc right. uh, was alive and living in 1855 um so we start in 1955 doc has sent marty back to the future <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, And uh, then 1950. uh, Sorry, what are we? What's that? How do we refer to subplots? Um, Are you talking about Marty Two? Marty Two, yeah. uh, Runs up and says, "It doesn't really say anything." I guess we should call him Present Marty. Present Marty, (laughs) yeah. Present Marty uh, runs up to Doc and says, "Doc, Doc, Doc," and Doc is like, I just sent you back to the future. And he says, but I'm back. I'm back from the future. And like, which is sort of disingenuous, actually, because he's been hanging out in 1955 for the past couple of days. (laughs) Sorry, I just didn't reveal myself to you. I didn't reveal the other part of it. Yes. Uh, So then they uh, there's this letter again that Western Union has handed over and they 
discover that Doc's been living in 1855. They go and they're like, mm, okay, cool. Good for Doc. Yeah. Uh, and that the DeLorean is the whole point at the beginning of the film is, hey, you got to go back to 1985. Yeah. Uh, and so they go, the DeLorean's been in storage for 100 years. So they go and get it. They start repairing it. Sorry, when they go and get it, they just happen across a graveyard, <laughs> very similar to Back to the Future Part Two. Uh, happen across a graveyard, discover Doc's grave, yeah, and say and realize, oh my gosh, that was only a week after you wrote this initial letter a hundred years ago. <laughs> Which in my head, I'm like, this guy. So they they decide to, hey, we got to go. He was he was murdered. We got to go back and save yeah. him. Great. Uh, so they, uh, repair the DeLorean finer point here. This man has written a note to Western union and has said, I am at peace with the life I'm living. (laughs) Even if he dies a week later, let him Yeah, (laughs) like (laughs) if from a moral perspective, some people never find that peace. Right. So... I get it. It's a film. You gotta yeah. just let it go. This this is also the film. Are that, you just letting me know so that if we're in this scenario and you've written me a letter from a hundred years or yes, eighty years that before is or whatever? The okay. point. All right. Well, I want you to know <laughs> if I'm at peace yeah. and I happen to like, I, then I figure out you die a week later or something like that. Or like, sorry, if you're in my current <laughs> timeline, yeah. yes, prevent my death. All right, but. <laughs> If you're like, God, he just found peace. Yeah. Don't feel bad. All right. Just be like, I'm glad he found peace before he died. All right. All right. (laughs) So, uh, so then they send Marty back. There's no complications there because Mr. Fusion, the yeah. you know they can they can fix the DeLorean. They've got all the 1955 parts because 1855 Doc can remember just everything. Yeah. That has been invented. Uh, one interesting point is it's the first time I think that Doc really references being able to think in the fourth dimension. Um, because it's, imp- I just think it's an important, like, fun fact. Like, if anybody is ever like, what's the fourth dimension? It's, it's, and they're being like coy about yeah. it. It's time. Right. It's like, that's not a trivia question. You know, it's, that's the fourth dimension. Okay. Um, so, and that's referenced when they're, uh, he is driving towards a mural of Indians and yeah. it just happens to be <laughs> that a hundred years prior there were indeed Indians. Um, so Doc gets back to nine, or excuse me, Marty alone with this hoverboard, yeah. <laughs> uh, and terrible clothes, uh, some 1955 interpretation of what people wore in the yeah. old West as though they were like neutron. Oh, right. A cartoonish version of right. Wild West clothes. Indeed. Uh, drives, uh, has to avoid Indians, has to avoid the cavalry, has to avoid a bear. Yeah. Uh, which in the, the readings of what, uh, back to the future gets wrong. The bear is actually pointed out as like, well, why didn't the bear just kill him? Right. Like, and it's just like, <laughs> now you guys are just fishing. Yeah. He got away from the bear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if that movie were just like credits after the bear mauls him to death. 
sadly there no one uh it happens in cartoons sometimes yeah. right it's i think the best example of it is Ro- robot chicken where it's like a it has the ability to create like a super short environment yeah. and then something just happens right. and it's like, Oh, that's yeah. what should have happened. Yeah. Um, so he gets back to, he runs away from the bear, uh, ends up falling down a cliff, just happens to fall right into the McFly farm. Uh, his great grandfather, <laughs> Seamus McFly hits his head, uh, very similar to back to the future part one. And, uh, gets brought into the uh, McFly home, McFly uh, Irish Irish family uh, with a heavy dialect. Because that scene's recreated in all three movies because it happens when he goes to 85A as well, right? How does he... I forget how he hits his head. It's something at Biff's place. I can't remember if one of those guys knock him out. I think one of the I think one of he the does get, knocks him out. Right, because he always gets knocked out and he, yeah. then he always gets woken yeah. up. Oh yeah, Biff's he, but it happens much later in yeah. Back to the Future Part yeah. 2. Yeah. Um yes. And that so let's recount. Yeah. Uh first film he's woken up by his m- mom. He gets hit by a car. By his hot sexy <laughs> 1955 mom. Yeah. In the second one, he gets hit back in the head by one of Biff's henchmen and gets woken up by his hot sexy 1985 mom and then in the third one uh he doesn't know who it is right seamus's wife yeah uh, who looks like his mom who looks like his mom so let's talk about that (laughs) uh odd casting choice yeah uh she leah thompson from a who is the actor who plays his mother who also plays his great great grandmother in this film yeah um she shouldn't be in the gene pool yet. No, not yet. No, that that look shouldn't be there. Right. And I get what they were going for. It was just like, oh, it's his family from... Right. It just it replicates every yeah. time. And I'm yeah. like, no. no, no should no. be a, Now, if she were a different character from another family somewhere... That would be... Well, that's then exactly, I well. think kids would be thinking too much about sex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's how we make that. They're going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Someday they're going to get there. Yeah. But that's the whole... Those are like the nice little... Uh, I wish somebody successfully did it that way. Yeah. Um. One thing that I thought about when watching the film last night uh, that I want to note here, I believe that Seamus McFly is the only virtuous McFly. I could see that. He, uh, so let's go through the other McFly's really quick. Right. Um, George McFly is a peeping Tom. Yeah. And kind of a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Marty McFly has huge rage issues <laughs> very much so. that are sparked by seemingly nothing yeah. other than being called he's got a, he's chicken. got an ego almost when yes. it comes to that stuff yes way too much yeah. uh again there are mcflies that are in jail there yeah. are um the original 1985 family the sister is like a gossip yeah the brother he's is a, a wuss is a fast food worker right. like somehow they're fixed by yeah the dad raising them right. correctly, yeah. which having gone to therapy is a big thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. being raised correctly. Yeah, is a, it's weird how much your parents do play a role. Yes, in <laughs> do influence that. Yeah. Uh, but Seamus McFly sees this stranger, brings him in, yeah. against the advice of his wife, gives him a hat, 
feeds him. Moved from Ireland for a better life for his family. Right. Yes. Made these sacrifices for his family and is still giving. Yeah. So I think what Robert Zemeckis is trying to tell us there. Immigrants are. Are the best. best. It's it's an immigrant argument. (laughs) Yes. Again, we are recording this uh, right after the midterm elections in uh, very early 2019. Yeah. I don't think it's an immigrant argument. I think it's a maybe a simpler times argument or maybe it's not an argument at all. And they just didn't have time to write in a foible of Seamus. But surprisingly, Seamus keeps popping up for no good reason other than I thought this was about my something about my future had to be handled today. So uh, Marty gets all patched up from hitting his head, goes into town to try and find Doc. Uh, that's when we start seeing some of the uh, novelties of the future. Um, specifically, you know, he's wearing Nikes, yeah. and then the, some guys at a bar reference to them as Nikes. Yeah. Um, he uh, uh, he moonwalks at one point yeah. when, when told to dance. dance. Yeah, and they shoot at his feet. When they shoot at his feet, uh, there's very not to give a spoiler but like the use of the bulletproof vest yeah. that has popped up in previous iterations of the film yeah. i forget the one that so later on there uh oh he says lighten up jerk <laughs> and it literally like it's they they it's a throwaway line because then everybody's like what did he say right uh but then when you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, all those words don't exist. Right. Or phrases don't exist in 1855. There's also then the novelties of the Old West included here, yeah. right? There's He starts walking into town just like when he walks into 1955 yep. or 2015. Right. He sees uh, there's a bathhouse just yeah. open yeah. in the world. There's a butcher just out in yeah. the morning cutting up rabbits. Um, there's, you know, the same manure truck that exists the whole time. Uh, there's a, um, an undertaker and a cabinet maker (laughs) in seemingly the same (laughs) storefront because, you know, they can both make boxes. Um, so I just, you know, pointing out those tropes that keep happening. Uh, he now... He's not Marty McFly. He's not Calvin Klein. He is now... Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. And everybody thinks it's a stupid name. Uh, Let's point out some uh, racism that exists in this film. Uh, They... Constant references to Chinaman. Yep. Which is like... It is time appropriate. It is time appropriate. I totally understand that. I've been rewatching Deadwood, and that's like what they've been going for in there. Okay. You know what I mean? Like... They're even more racist right. with the terms, but that as horrible as it is, it is time appropriate. And that's like a PG-13 level, but that Back right. to the Future's doing it. They would have said worse things. Right. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think we've talked about it before, like the fact that this, the some of the, the things in this film are time appropriate given the films being made at the time. Right. I guess I'm curious if back to the future was made today, would they include that? Uh, probably not because it, it's going for a family friendly vibe. They're not going to show the dirty underbelly of the wild west. Like, 
Um, they're, they're oh, I, I got to tell you, that, that's an excellent <laughs> point. I thought at one point I was like, how is Mary Steenburgen like living alone right. in the Old West with no yeah. like true suit, like right. and not just like raped and murdered right. with all these outlaws that yeah. seemingly are allowed to like control yeah. the world anyway. Uh, they're they're making the Deadwood movie now. Okay, they're like shooting it. So I think we'll have our answer as to like how they. But they've always been on a point of realism for well, but like that's how a, the feeling of back then how it was right, and that's also not going to be Back to the Future is a PG movie, right? That's not going to be a PG exactly. movie. So I'm just curious how much they would whitewash that stuff. Yeah, um, hardcore, all of it. <laughs> this is a and forgive my ignorance here. Later in the film, they call him a uh, they call him Yellow. Yeah. Instead of calling him a chicken. Yeah. Yellow is also a China is like is a, a I, Asian reference. I believe so yes. because it's yellow bellied and that's what Yeah. That's where that yeah, that comes okay. from. Just wanted to make sure it's I was very bad, all, yeah. identifying Sorry all my reasons. That we said so. it, but it, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sorry. Let me yeah. I, I will apologize <laughs> here too to in case out, yeah. you know. Ten years ago, I'm running for something. Yeah. And he's like, you just joked so much. <laughs> you did the Back to the Future dance. and then <laughs> uh, So, uh, we, they, he finds Doc, yeah. says, hey man, you're going to die. And he's like, I'm not going to die. I don't right. even know who this, Cla- oh, Clara's mentioned on the yeah. um, uh, tombstone. And by the way, I'm going through this with the idea that you probably have seen this film at one point. Yeah, we're just assuming uh, everybody has. Uh, at least with the Back to the Future ones. <laughs> yeah. It's more analysis that we're trying to do here yeah. rather than... And we'll get more in depth like, when we do the cartoons. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll explain what's happening more. But this is more for, oh, I never thought about yeah. that. Or, yeah. yeah. So, sees Doc... Acknowledges they need to get out of there. Figures out who, um, who Clara is. It's the school marm that needs to be picked up the next day. Um, the uh, central conflict in the film then becomes: uh, there's no gasoline in 1855. Yeah. So they have to find a way to get the car up to 88 miles an hour. I feel like you could have just siphoned the gas off of the other one. Out of the ground? No, out of the one that was already hidden there. The one that Doc hid in the first place. This is my, like, there's multiple DeLoreans in every movie type thing. Oh. To where they could have literally just, like, siphoned the fuel out of that one and then just updated the whole, hey, they would have had to replace the gas anyways. It wasn't going to last. You know what I mean? Right. They would have, they, that would have been the first thing or they did. Or at least address it. Yeah. At least be like, we can't possibly <laughs> siphon the gas. Right. Because... Give, me, give me a throwaway line. Well, so here's the thing about siphoning the gas, though, is wouldn't he have already done that? Because he would have, in order to store... The, I guess the, if the line was broke, that was the thing. Well, the line didn't get broken until... Because this is now a second DeLorean that's come back. Yeah. And here's... Now, it was, there's always problems when yeah. you get too deep into this. But in order to store the DeLorean... Yeah. fuel. Let's say the fuel line's not broken. Um he would have had to drain the gasoline. Oh, to prevent further to, damage? I, yeah, oh, well, I just know. to... I mean, he took the tires off right. of it. He, That's you know, true. He did everything he needed to do in order to store it. That's true. Um, I wonder why he wouldn't have saved... Saved the, the gas. Saved the gasoline, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, oh well. Because <laughs> they could have taken that gas line off of that one and put it on this one. Right. Well, let's also point out, somehow, Doc, who at this point has gotten back to 1855, was able to figure out how to fix the time circuits when... In original 1955, he had the idea for the flux capacitor, and it wasn't until technology caught up yeah, to he, his ability yep. to create it in yeah. 1985. Yeah. So, let's just, you know. All right. <laughs> whatever. Uh, so, I have in my notes here, isn't, isn't it odd that Leah Thompson is also his great-grandmother? <laughs> Uh, my notes say, Hey, rape culture continues. Yep. Um, that is specifically a reference to, you know, Mary Steenburgen, uh, becomes a, a love interest of doc. And then at one point, uh, Biff Tannen, Biff, no, Griff, Griff, no, Griff? not Griff, mad dog, mad dog Tannen, mad dog Tannen, uh, uh, Says at one point he's going to take the money out of her. Buford, Buford Mad Dog. Yep. Buford Mad Dog Tannen. Uh, try, basically infers that he would rape Clara Clayton. Right. Uh, which is Mary Steen Burton's character, which is terrible. Which I feel like is very time appropriate. So oh, they at least yeah. didn't hide that aspect of it. Time, whatever. Yeah. It just makes me itchy. Yeah. Um. So... Then there's some back and forth. Doc falls in love, decides he's not going to go back to the future, then decides he will come back to the future. There's a fight that involves, hey, we're going to have a gun battle at high noon or at 8 a.m. actually. Uh, Doc and Marty have discovered the most plausible way to get the car up to 88 miles per hour is to put it behind a train for some reason. I guess that's the fastest thing. It's they the can fastest think of. thing. Like they come up with a bunch of like, we could wait till the lake freezes over and we can make it go really fast. Right. Uh, I don't understand why he didn't. So they decide it's going to be this train. Doc has some way to make the train really fast. Isn't their whole thing trying to get back? They said they give themselves that date to say, Hey, we have to leave by here. It's because it's the next train coming through. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So they they come up with all these ideas. They don't test this idea. They just learn from a conductor. Yeah. Yeah. If you got a long enough track and it's straight Straight enough. enough. And you get higher hot enough. Fire hot enough. And I mean hotter than the fires (laughs) of hell itself. Well, sure, mister. I guess you could do it. And that's their scientific fact that they trust their lives at. A train Uh, conductor. Hindsight. uh, uh, Doc creates these logs that make the fire burn faster does why it, did, why didn't he just create rockets to put on the back <laughs> of the car does it go over how he did that or does he say i've created these and then you're just like cool he uh no that's interesting so you don't actually see them until right before they get on the train okay. he's like here take these and ducks and marty's like what the hell are these like and he's like oh those are to get the fire hot enough because fire Marty just implicitly trusts Doc up right. to this point that he's going to make it happen. And he says that he created them so that he didn't have to stoke his own fire at home. They are like these homemade starter logs, okay. basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they worked. Right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's... it. So right before they get steal the train, put the DeLorean in front of it. Uh, Doc goes to Clara, who he is 
fallen in love with at this point. Says, I can't come with you. Says, I can't tell you why not. Right. Uh, Clara says, of course you can. If you love me, just tell me. And he tells her the truth. He says, I'm from the future. She doesn't believe him. She gets kind of mad. She uh, very mad. She, uh, you know, he is taking advantage of her, basically. Uh, And uh, then he spends a night in a bar not drinking regaling people with tales of the future which is a strict no-no yeah uh oh he didn't drink anything that was the thing remember yeah he didn't he's yeah. right he's holding <laughs> just holding one one shot of whiskey yeah uh and then so there's a whole so then doc's like irresponsibility and love lorn <laughs> loss uh makes them because he then drinks the whiskey passes out they have to wake him up they're then stuck there yeah when they're supposed to be catching a train and end up having to do a gun battle this is where the um uh bulletproof vest comes in marty saves the day punches the guy and uh turns out makes him fall into a thing of manure (laughs) um important to point out here I believe that the only true trope that exists in all three that's consistently done is Doc is defeated, or excuse me, uh, whatever Tannen there is, Biff, Griff, or Buford, is defeated and then ends up in manure. Yeah, yep. So given that that is the thing that happens in all three films, I believe that Bob Gale, Robert Zemeckis, (laughs) are just trying to tell us that everything is shit. (laughs) Or maybe just that if you're a bully. If you're a bully, your life will be shit. shit. Uh, so, yeah. Um, they're successful. They yeah. they get back to the future. Uh, Do, uh, Mary, uh, excuse me, Clara Clayton comes uh, to say to Doc, I love you. They end up actually not going back to the future yeah. with Marty. Uh, Marty gets to the future. Uh, it's now... Not the Shonash Ravine or the Clayton, Clayton. Ravine, but now the Eastwood Ravine. Um, and we quickly discover uh, that uh, Marty has been rectified of his uh, inability to suffer people calling him chicken yeah. uh, by not getting into an accident that ruins the rest of his life. Right. Uh, heck, we don't even know if he ends up with Jennifer now. Yeah, that's a good point. That could have altered <laughs> like, everything. He's maybe he's not going to settle now. Right. He knows his capacity. Yeah. Uh, and then they take a nice little stroll back to the train tracks where the DeLorean is destroyed by the 1985 yeah. train. And hey, guess what? Doc shows up <laughs> uh, with Mary with Clara Clayton and some kids, Jules and Vern. Jules and Vern. <laughs> Uh, they've had some time to construct a time machine out of a train in the past. How long do you think that takes? Eh. Well, given the age of the kids, I think it and a courtship, I think it takes about eight years. <laughs> good, good, uh, good, good response. There is a point here that is classic in. Can you believe this happened in a movie? Uh, that one of the kids, Jules Andor Vern. Uh, you don't notice it because of the focus of the scene, but grabs his balls. <laughs> um, it's one of those things like the the castles in Little Mermaid are actually penises. Right. Like I just it, talked about this on another podcast. Oh, this yeah, specifically? Disney's weird past. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah. 
That's uh, that's or, basically I, Back to the Future Three. Yeah, and it is the only film where they you know they say the end and not to be continued right. at the end. Um, I got some questions for you. Sure. How long do you think you would have lasted? Because like Marty has like four or five different like brushes with death when he goes oh. back there. The bear, the well, the the Native Americans, the bear, the, the uh, cavalry, technically the cavalry as well. Yeah. Um, he gets drug through town on the back of a horse when he oh, gets yeah. in there. Um, that's after, right yeah. before he sees Doc. Yeah, that's how Doc and him meet up. Right. Uh, Doc made a sniper rifle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the back of it. He's, a, he's a blacksmith. Uh, I think he dies at the town party where he gets the Frisbee pie plate and throws it. I think he almost died there. And then the shooter. That would have been Doc that died. Oh, yeah. Doc right. was... He's well, the one that stood up to... Yes. Yeah. Which, funny enough, that's not the date that Doc was supposed to die. Right. Doc was supposed to die the day of the... But Marty saved him. Yeah. And Marty weren't there. Ooh, right. Saved him. Maybe ZZ Top saved him. Maybe. ZZ Top or the band. Uh, yes. But yeah, how long do you think you would have survived? I think that given... I mean... Marty doesn't do anything special. Right. You know, he just makes it through. I think I would have made it through. Okay. I think I would have, you know, outrun the bear and I would have needed a little bit more time to recover from being drugged through town. Uh, Although strung up and hung, he's actually only drugged through town by his like Uh, torso, by his torso. It's not until he gets right at the courthouse that they readjust the rope and put it around his neck. So yeah, I would have made it. Were Doc not there, Marty would have died with it. Well, yeah. Marty would have died right there the in front courthouse, of the courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would have made it that far. Right. I, just, this is the last three months of my life, I've been watching a lot of like Western stuff and uh-huh. playing Red Dead and all that stuff. And I'm yeah. like, man, I would have probably not made it that far. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the big thing that we wouldn't make it through is like, the disease part of it yeah that's yeah but the good thing is is like i mean you think about the infant mortality rate back then like not a whole lot of people made it through anyway right uh so at least we were like adults yeah but how to like i feel like i would just like not even let people see me yeah and would just like skirt around town and like steal apple pies out of windows because i wouldn't know like how do i interact with these people yeah where do i tell them i'm from is that a reasonable how did i get here without a horse right how did i get here without a hat yeah as seamus would point out uh yeah there's a lot of like i i just don't know how i would behave yeah i think that's the bigger question rather than like would you make it through um, cause I don't know that I'd let, I wouldn't walk into a bar and say, Hey, do you guys know a uh, doc Brown? You ever heard of him? Like, yeah. And to so, uh, ignorantly order water at the bar or yeah. he orders water he orders, and they were like, you gotta go put your head in the trough right. out front if you want water. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a certain amount of ignorance that they let Marty get away with in yeah. all these situations, yeah. all three films. Yeah. So you think you would have a better handle on it when you go? Well, I guess if you watch it, I think it I would enough. handle it differently. Yeah, yeah, I'd want to study more than he did. Yeah, and not just accept 1955 Doc putting him in uh, uh, a cowboy costume. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. 
Oh, there was a little bit more racism with uh, Doc, and this is just period appropriate as well. Uh, 1955 Doc thinking like the Japanese would have some like the microchip thing about oh. what they had to recreate. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting is that then I've been studying this because there's interesting parallels with China that like right after and probably actually while Back to the Future two and three were being made japan was going into an extreme recession oh yeah and um that they they recovered from but didn't affect the rest of the other world economy like you didn't really hear about that's when china rose up in the 90s okay uh so they predicted the wrong well but i guess at the time right whatever yeah uh anything else on the back to the future i actually have a listener um reply from one of our other back to the future episodes oh so um feedback yeah some feedback um let's see he says uh finally got around this is uh from rick carr uh he's a photographer around columbus sweet uh, uh shout out to rick um says finally got around to checking out the back to the future two eps and uh, really enjoyed it, but had two pieces of feedback. Okay. He says, first, I think you had the wrong read of the Christopher Lloyd prosthetic ripoff scene. Oh. He says, I'm 99% certain it was just a joke and a callback to a similar gag in the first movie where 1955 Doc watches the eight, 1985 video and remarks about how old he looks, despite looking the same. Yeah. He says that that was his read on it, but which... But you can you can certainly see in... HD that yeah. like there is something on his face right but it's not on his face in the other movie right and then yeah he rips it yeah. off um so good point but yeah he I, says no prosthetics except when he rips it off they look the same uh second you mentioned a point of confusion are you why aren't there two marty's in 1985 at the end of the back to the future one Except there are two Martys initially. Recall, Prime Marty travels back early and sees the second Marty just before he travels back to 1985. So he did correct us on that. That is true. So yeah, that Marty, albeit a different Marty, still going on an, an adventure of his own. Yes. So thank Good you point, for Rick. that. Good point, Rick. Yeah. Yes. So. Cool. All right. Uh, next time we'll do listener feedback first. Okay. <laughs> it was one of those things that popped up in my head. And, right. But, oh, yeah. We got to talk about that. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. All right. We will uh, be back uh, with more time travel pop oh, can culture. I, can I give a quick plug real quick? Please. Um, this is going up Monday probably. Uh, two weeks, less than that, is Columbus Covers Columbus Fest. Yeah. Uh, my other podcast, The Sound of Bus Town, is doing a live show Friday, January 18th. It takes place at Ruby Tuesdays um on summit it's a three-day fest if you can't make it to that try to make it out there's a bunch of other comedians uh musicians burlesque dancers even like every, there's other podcasts going on so oh, me, oh my yeah so it's going to be a fun three days so if you could make it to that that'd be great cool so. columbus covers columbus yeah thank you out of tim is a loud cat podcast production find us online at outatim.com don't forget to like us on facebook subscribe rate review and share the podcast Thanks for listening.